0: You're listening to the NASM CPT podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine hey y'all and welcome to the nasm cpt podcast my name is rick ritchie and today we're going to be talking about the hips and the hips don't lie and i'm not gonna lie to you either about what's going on today because we're going to be talking about hip flexors and hip extensors this is an anatomy episode this is uh did you get them all episode so we're going to talk about the the anatomy of the hip well actually we're just talking about the muscles of the hip that do particular joint actions this episode is going to be hip flexion and hip uh, hip extension. Now there are primary movers and there are secondary uh, movers that we're going to be looking at. So we're just going to, this is a listing episode. We're going to list muscles in this episode. So can you follow along with the list? Do you feel like you know all of the hip flexors? Do you know the primary versus the secondary hip flexors? And then we're going to get into the hip extensors. Now, the following episode, because I didn't want to do too much in one episode, we'll be looking at hip internal and external rotators, AB and AD ductors, primary and secondary muscles. And something very interesting is that one of those joint actions do, are, are not considered to have a primary muscle that does the joint action. Hmm, Interesting. So make sure you come back for that episode. But for this one, let's talk about the hip flexors. Flexion, flexion is the decrease of two angles, uh, two bones around the the angle of two bones around a joint. The decrease in angle of two bones around a joint, yes. So that's what flexion is. Hip flexion is when, really, let's just bring your knee up towards your chest. That's hip flexion. When you have a seat, you are going into hip flexion as you sit down. And well, what muscles actively bring us into hip flexion? What, what are the muscles that are do the opposite of a squat? So, and we're just looking at the hip in particular. So hip flexors, we got primary movers and one of those muscles is two of those muscles. So let me explain. One, one of those muscles sometimes is referred to as the iliopsoas. Now, In the last few years, I really don't see that muscle combined anymore, which is probably good because they are two separate muscles. There's the iliacus uh, and the psoas major. So the iliopsoas, though, is considered uh, two different muscles, but it does have a common tendon, and that tendon goes across the hip. And it attaches to the lesser trochanter of the femur, which is the medial border of the femur. So that's going to flex our hip, the iliacus and the psoas major. Uh, some people have psoas minors, uh, and some people don't. So, um, But either way, that's not the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation is about the hip flexor. So the iliopsoas, the iliacus and the psoas, Two muscles, common tendons, that's why they're put together. And then that leads to hip flexion. That one is the one where most people will be like, if there's a primary one, that's the one, two, one. So if we look at those muscles, excellent muscle to help practice hip flexion, if there are tightness in your hip flexors, an excellent muscle to look at increasing flexibility with. Well, there's another primary hip flexor it is the longest muscle in the body. And as Biggie Smalls used to say, this muscle is Sartorius. Mm. Mm. Y'all feeling it? Sartorius, the longest muscle in the body. The crazy thing about Sartorius, Sartorius is so long, it does so many joint actions. It is a hip flexor. It is a hip external rotator. It is a knee flexor. It is a knee internal rotator. It is a hip abductor. I mean, it's got actions that are going on. The, there's a lot happening with the sartorius. But it is considered to be a primary hip flexor. So now we've gone over two, three, two muscles, which are iliopsoas, the iliacus psoas major, and the sartorius. Let's follow up we got another muscle. It is one of those muscles that we're like, oh, it's always trying to get in the way and do something, but we shouldn't be mad at it because it is just trying to pick up where other people, other muscles are failing uh, and it can become overactive in a lot of people. but can also still be very weak and overactive. That muscle is known as the tensor fasciae latae uh, or the TFL, how we commonly refer to it. And that is considered a primary hip flexor muscle. Now, I'm pulling this information from one of my favorite anatomists. His name is Don Newman or Donald Newman. And uh, this is weird to say, but when I was in school, especially my my master's degree program, because we didn't study a lot uh, as much anatomy uh, later on in school, but for the master's program, it was an exercise science program outright. And I think I probably had two or three textbooks from, from Donald Newman. And so he's one of my favorites. Uh, when I was teaching at college, I would I would encourage that that was the book that I would want for the anatomy classes that I would teach. And so big fan of his. And these are muscles that are pulled through uh, from one of his papers on the muscles of the hip written in 2010. Uh, But I can't remember the journal. So I'll get back to you or maybe we'll place it in the show notes. So we've got the uh, iliopsoas, the sartorius, and the TFL. Now the TFL works in a lot of planes of motion. So you're going to see it raising its head in some of our other conversations about the hip. We also have a muscle. See if you can figure out what this one is. It crosses. It's on the front of the body. All the hip flexors are going to be on the front of the body. It crosses over the hip and it crosses over the knee. It does hip flexion, it does knee extension. That muscle is... Rectus, coulda killed us. The rectus femoris, or rectus femoris. And that is the major muscle in the quad, and that muscle is one of the primary hip flexors. Now, we've got two more muscles that that are added into the primary hip flexors, and they are both adductor muscles. So the first one I'm gonna say is adductor longus is one of the primary hip flexors, one of the adductor muscles. But then there's another one, and it is the smallest of the adductor muscles. It is the most superior or proximal of the adductor muscles. It is the pectineus. The pectineus muscle is the other one. So let's go through the primaries, Right here, we've got iliopsoas, sartorius, TFL, rectus femoris, adductor longus, and pectineus. Now, those are gonna be six primary muscles, but now we've got three more secondary muscles. So these are other muscles that have contributing contractile um, uh, components when it comes to doing hip flexion. So one of those other ones, two of them are actually additional adductor muscles. And you've heard me probably say in previous um, episodes where I had been, at one point, I was overdoing the adductor machine when I first started training and I saw a woman like basically racking the thing. And I was like, I can do that having never done it before. Uh, And so I went all in and I, I went, I just. Plugged it in. I kept plugging in. working my way up. And then I thought I'd racked it. And then I realized it, it was one of those machines that had those weight donuts that you slide over in increments of five. So I had to slide over 50 more. than I tried to get the two little rubber knobs to touch. And I squeezed as hard as I could. And then I developed something called rhabdomyolysis. If you know, then you know. If you don't know, look it up. Uh, it is a fascinating journey into stupidity for me. And um, I was in pain from tr- from doing that stupid exercise. But this is how I know that the adductors were hip flexors, because I'd be in so much pain that I would be sitting. And when I'd try to stand, it felt like I was peeling those adductors apart because they were being stretched after being used to being in a shortened position for any amount of time because it hurts so bad. And so The adductors that contribute, adductor longus, the pectineus, the two that we've already talked about, and then we've got two more, the adductor brevis, which is a secondary hip flexor, and the gracilis. The gracilis is also a secondary hip flexor. It's also the only one of the adductor group, the only muscle of the adductor group that crosses the knee. And so the gracilis is also... A hip, not just an actor, it is a hip flexor. And then this one's interesting. The glute minimus anterior fibers. And throughout our conversation that we're going to have about hips and the muscles around the hips, we're going to talk about different fibers that move the hip in different ways. And so in this particular one, the gluteus minimus can go as a secondary hip flexor. But only the anterior fibers, only the fibers that are towards the front of that muscle will contribute to hip flexion. All right, so that's them. One more time, hip flexors. Let's go through them. There's the iliopsoas, which is the iliacus and psoas major, sartorius, TFL, tensor fascia lata, the rectus femoris, adductor longus, pectenius. Those are our primaries. Secondary muscles that flex the hip, adductor brevis gracilis and the anterior fibers of the gluteus minimus. All right, those are your hip flexors. So now let's move into hip extensors. Take a moment, just kind of think about which muscles you know. Which ones do you know are hip extensors? (laughs) Because if you were like, hey, which muscles are hip extensors, Rick? In my head, I'm already like, boom, I've got my list but then there are also some secondary muscles. So the primary hip extensors and then the secondary hip extensors. So we're going to get into it. Here we go. So uh, Dr. Newman says hip extensors. let's go with the first one, top of the list. Gluteus maximus, the big house, the romper room. That's the muscle. That's the big one that we generally think about as being our primary hip extensor. And then... We can go into our next muscle. And we're familiar with the glute maximus. We know that there are people out there. And I had friends over to the house the other day. And this one woman was asking me about how work was going. And she's like, what's up with the obsession with the glutes these days? And I was like, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into the obsession. And she goes, I'm not opposed to it. But there are other muscles in the body. And I was like, preach. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I, you know, and and I told her not to get too consumed with social media because as a personal trainer, when we train people and they say, I'd really like to focus on my glutes, we're not going to spend an hour on your glutes. We're not like that's that's impossible. It's not impossible, but it's uh, uh, it's over training you. Once you reach the point where you hit a training effect, anything over the training effect is over training. So it's unnecessary. So what I say is I was like, if you have a good trainer and you want to focus on glutes or they want to focus on glutes on your behalf, true, then you have to look at that and say, all right, well, you know that they're going to incorporate other muscles in the workouts and you're still going to get, hopefully, a well-rounded workout that helps to support what your goals are and it's not just going to be you know, two, three days a week of glutes. It's just, that's just not how the business works. Um, it's not how the body works, which is why the business doesn't work that way. Now, primary, a primary hip extensor, in addition to the gluteus maximus, is the posterior fibers of the adductor magnus. The posterior fibers of the adductor magnus and we get this a lot we have people that are like i don't feel it in my glutes but i feel it right here and they kind of they think sometimes it's their hamstrings but if you really look where they're feeling it or you try to stretch their hamstrings and they're like no that's not where i feel it but then you have them pull their knees towards their chest and they're like whoa that's it then that's going to be the posterior fibers of the adductor magnus now you can go ahead and say, yes, the hamstrings are next and they are, but we're going to be very clear with this because we're breaking it down into muscles, not muscle groups. So yes, semimembranosus and semitendinosus, those are the medial hamstring muscles. <clears throat> but if we go to the lateral hamstring muscle, it might behoove us to specify that it is the long head of the biceps femoris, not just the biceps femoris but it is the long head of it because the short head doesn't cross over the hip. And if it doesn't cross the hip, it doesn't work directly at the hip. But the long head of the biceps femoris does cross the hip. And that is the one that works directly on the hip in order to create the joint action of hip extension. So our primary hip extensors, gluteus maximus, posterior fibers of the adductor magnus, Long head of the biceps femoris, semitendinosus, and semimembranosus. Those are our primary movers. Now, we have secondary movers as well. The secondary muscles that will help to extend the hip. The gluteus medius, the middle and posterior fibers of the glute medius will help to extend the hip, and then. Uh, This one says, and this is where, I listen, I told you I love Donald Newman. I think he's brilliant. It says the adductor magnus anterior head is a secondary hip flexor. Now, I don't know if that's a typo or if that is EKG'd uh, or EMG'd, but I will have to look into that and follow-up. So as I was preparing for this, I was like, I'm going to expose myself on this talk because as I look through this, I don't want you to think that I just see things and I'm like, I think that whatever you say is fact. So I'm not saying that he's wrong, but I'm also not convinced that the anterior fibers of the, the adductor magnus also do, even in a secondary manner, hip extension. Can they? I don't know. I don't know. I've never never really thought about the anterior fibers of the adductor magnus. I've only focused on the posterior fibers being a hip extensor, never the entirety of that muscle, even in a tertiary fashion. So with that being said, I'm going to challenge you because I'm challenging myself. I'm going to look it up. Look it up and see if you have any information on the joint action of the anterior head of the adductor magnus or the anterior fibers of the adductor magnus and see if they contribute, even as a secondary muscle, to hip extension. Interesting. All right. Yo, let's go through it one more time. Let's go through it one more time. All the muscles for hip flexors and hip extensors. Ready? Hip flexors the iliopsoas, sartorius, TFL, rectus femoris, adductor longus, and pectineus. He lists six as secondary hip flexors. He's got three, the adductor brevis, the gracilis, and the gluteus minimus anterior fibers. All right, for hip extension, we got gluteus maximus, adductor magnus posterior fibers, biceps femoris, long head, semimimbernosus and semitendinosus five muscles two more as secondary movers that he lists the gluteus medius middle and posterior fibers along with the adductor magnus anterior fibers all right y'all thanks for uh kind of sludging through the anatomy podcast Uh, As we get into the anatomies, I know some of you guys eat it up and some of you guys are like, I just want to hear more about like the day-to-day life of personal trainers. Let me tell you right now, hip flexion and hip hip extension is happening with almost every single one of your clients. What are we doing about it? And then also think about this. I know we get really obsessed with, oh, the hip flexors are tight. Sitting around, the hip flexors are tight. Uh, They are short, tight. Tight. but it doesn't necessarily, that doesn't mean that they're strong. It's just a positional shortness that they find themselves in. But generally people who sit a lot also have weak hip flexors. So reversing that squat and pulling the knee up to the chest with some resistance, I think is also very indicated for people who need it. So make those considerations and figure out how to work these muscles in order to help strengthen everything and understanding the joint actions, which will help you understand how to stretch them as well. Thanks for listening. You guys have questions for me. You can hit me up. Uh, you can go to Instagram or threads. It's at or email me rick.richie at nasm.org. Y'all keep inspiring people to fitness, like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family, and holler at me when you get a chance. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.